and end in light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades by Calchexis Read by Sam Gabriel Based on League of Legends by Riot Games Hey, Blondie. Hello, Jinx. You've really stepped in it this time, haven't you? I don't know what you're talking about, Blondie. Look at me, I'm just fine. Clearly. Hey, don't be mad. It was a lot of fun. And suddenly that's all that matters to you. The fun. No, not the only thing. They're really going to do it, you know. No life sentences. It's an execution. Ah, oh, yeah, no joke. I don't even blame them. I mean, did you see the stuff I took out this time around? Plus, there was that thing with the dam, the power station, and then the statue of Bird Boy over in Noxus. Wow, that one was a real zinger. I did not expect them to get that mad. What do you expect me to do? Did you do all of this just because you thought I could get you out of it? I don't know, can you? That's not the point. You've put us both in a terrible position, Jinx, and for what? For what? How am I supposed to pull you out of here, Jinx? Do you have any idea what you've done? Tell you what then, Blondie. Let's make a deal. I know you came in here to bust me out. That's why you got that thing. Bending light and sound and making sure anyone who might be listening or looking at us will only hear and see or reading me my rights or something else equally boring. Oh, come on, Blondie. I know you too well. It'd be suicide even for you. We're in the middle of the most secure block in Demacia. But you still think I can do it, don't you? I do. Natch. So here's the deal, Blondie. You put your back to me, you walk out of that door, and you don't look back. And I'll stay right here. No tricks, no escape attempts, nothing. They could uncuff me and walk me down to Zon, and I'd walk right back into town with them. And all you gotta do is walk away. How dare you ask me to do something like that? After everything we've been through, after all of our promises, why? Because I had to ask. Because after... After I woke up, I had to know for sure. You're lying. You would never go like that. I'm a lot of things, Blondie. Murderer. Arsonist, vandal, serial jaywalker. But I'm not a liar. Your identity theft doesn't count. I got legal papers and everything. So, deal's a deal. Go ahead. Walk away and it's all over. And I won't breathe a word of our time together. Cross my heart and hope to... Well, you know. And what if I do? Why would you even offer me that? Do you really think I would? I don't know. My brain's been funny ever since I woke up, so I don't know. Would you? Oh, you... <laughs> you... <laughs> you are impossible. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mwah. That's my girl. You can really do it. Of course I can. I picked out like four different escape routes on my way in here. I thought they had you sedated. What? 
With that dosage, please. That was barely enough to get me all loosey-goosey. It's a hard light skeleton key. It will mold to any lock, but it'll only last about an hour. Like they'd even wait an hour to move me once you got done. Thanks, Blondie. You're the best a girl could ask for. Kill as many of them as you have to on your way out, okay? Like they could stop me. Hey, Blondie, did I ever tell you what my favorite thing about you is? No, I don't think so. My favorite thing is that you are the only one in the world who's crazier than I am. I'll find you later, okay? Of course. You always find me. Love you, Blondie. I love you, too. Chapter 6 Lux closed the door to Jinx's cell behind her, feeling almost giddy. She couldn't show it, though, not yet. Not until it was time. She had to wait until the right time. Her mind was wheeling and clicking, taking Jinx's appearance and chaotic interference and fitting it into her plans. This wasn't how she'd intended to make her exit from Demacia, but seeing Jinx now, she was sure they could have made it work. Something about Jinx had changed. Not the fundamentals of her, obviously. That would have been terrible. Between when Lux had left and now. Her memories, long buried, had been ripped to the surface. She was still mad, and that would probably never change, and Lux had no desire to change it. But what had changed was her... lucidity. There was something much more controlled about Jinx now. Lux dared to even call it stable, but in the same way an incredibly dangerous explosive was technically stable. Lux had the distinct impression that Jinx had planned far further ahead than she usually did. In Lux's experience, most of Jinx's plans tended to begin and end with an explosion, and the middle part generally just had the word improvise scrawled over it in colored marker. This time did not feel like that. This time it felt like a plan. They hadn't had time to discuss the plan, but then they didn't need to. Jinx had trusted Lux to get to this part without any fuss or muss. And she had. Lux opted to trust Jinx to do the next bit. Stepping out of the secure hallway, she shut the door behind her and turned to Caitlin. She's all yours, Sheriff, Lux said. Do try not to lose track of her again, for both our sakes. Caitlin chuckled and held up the syringe that carried enough sedative to put down a bone drink, but which was, apparently, only enough to get Jinx loosey-goosey. From what little Lux had come to understand about the drug called Shimmer, it wasn't surprising that other substances couldn't survive in her bloodstream long enough to affect her. Lux held out the folder. The extradition paperwork, signed and dated. It just needs your signature, Sheriff. Taking it, Caitlin flipped it open, popped out a pen, and scribed her name in flowing letters before softly blowing on it to dry out the ink then snapping the folder shut. "'It was a pleasure to work with you again, Lady Crowngod,' she said. "'I'm sorry that this happened, and I'm even sorrier that we won't be seeing more of you in Piltover. I'd rather gotten used to your efficacy.' "'Oh, don't be so sure about that,' Lux said with a faint laugh. "'I wouldn't want all my hard work over there to go to pot, after all. I'm sure we'll see each other again before long.' "'I certainly hope so,' Caitlin replied warmly. It took every ounce of self-control not to punch her perfect teeth straight down her throat. 
but Lux managed it as she smiled, and then even leaned in for a hug, which Caitlin returned happily. Soon enough this would be over, and that smile would be wiped from her face. All of her plans and jinxes were coming to fruition. Now she just had to get down a specific hallway before Jink decided to get creative with the fundamental integrity of Block 4's architecture. Stepping past Caitlin, she nodded goodbye and moved through the checkpoints, making her mark on the paperwork to show her passage, and offering the illuminators who guarded the hall the very last smile they would likely ever see from her. With that done, she moved quickly, not away from the block, but deeper into it. Fortunately, due to the excitement of the day and the new tenant, the halls were empty. There was too much happening, and she intended to take full advantage of that. In her head, Lux kept a countdown. She knew she would be hearing explosions soon. She just prayed she would have enough time to get into position first. For once, she hoped that Jinx would have a little patience, but if she didn't, it was all right. That was one of the things that Lux loved about her, after all. Fortunately, it seemed fate was on her side as she reached the T-section leading to the hall she'd wanted. She didn't turn and reveal herself yet, though. Lux pressed herself to the wall and waited for the explosion. She needed to have an excuse, a reason to be there, and she'd already used up her best one. Good thing Jinx was about to give her another one. Jinx looked up as the door opened and Top Hat stepped inside. She wasn't wearing her hat, which was funny. Her head looked kind of small without it. Jinx, Caitlin said quietly. I'm sure you're aware, but this is probably the last time we'll talk. Yeah, Jinx said. Why is that? You invaded a foreign ally, Jinx, Caitlin said. Ain't my ally. She sighed and rubbed at the bridge of her nose, then shook her head, looked up, and said, For once in your life, could you have a heart? Could you not be selfish? You're going to be executed, Jinx. Your sister is going to have to watch you die. Does that mean nothing to you? The smile faded from Jinx's face, and she stared up at Caitlin from her chains for long enough that the woman was clearly becoming uncomfortable with it. What a funny thing to ask. Have a heart and not be selfish? Jinx snorted. I left, she said. She's a pilty now, just like you. A friend across the river. So I can't feel too bad. She gave up Zahn for you, cupcake. Gave up her home, her family, her revenge. Even her sister. All for you. She gave up those things for love, Caitlin pressed. And I get it. Jinx said, smiling. I finally get it. She loves you, Top Hat. Just like I love my... my wife. If you loved your wife, then you wouldn't be leaving her like this, Caitlin said sternly. She'll mourn you as a widow. Rather than answer, Jinx just started laughing. She couldn't help it. It was hilarious. How Lux kept a straight face during all of this was completely alien to her. How could she possibly keep a straight face when they kept saying all the wrong things that they were too dense not to know were wrong? Blondie really was perfect. Only someone perfect could keep from busting up laughing, and Jinx wasn't perfect. So she laughed and laughed and laughed, until finally Caitlin got sick of it and stormed up to her. 
then grabbed her by the side of the head and pushed until her neck was bared. The needle went in, the plunger went down, and sedative flooded her veins again. For a moment, it started to take effect. Her muscles turned gooey, her brain went all runny, her tongue went numb, and she fell slack. But only for a moment. The shimmer kicked in a second later. There was something about mixing uppers with downers, but in this case, shimmer was sort of the trump card of uppers. Downers just didn't work. They couldn't. They tried to depress certain things in her body that Shimmer had taught how to work differently. And those things just kept on a-working. But she still went slack. Jinx played their game just like she had before when she'd let Vi take her in. And as she did, she palmed the little key that Lux had made her in her mechanical hand, flipped it around, and fit it to the lock on the manacle. Jinx waited for Caitlin to make the cardinal mistake. Jinx waited until Piltover's fancy sheriff had turned around to say something to the guard outside while putting the empty syringe away. She waited for Caitlin to show Jinx her back. And she did. She twisted the key and popped the manacle loose from her mechanical arm, then tossed the key to her other hand and freed that one. And at the same moment thrust out her prosthetic and engaged the mechanism inside of it. Her fingers splayed and her palms split open as a barrel snapped out, and Caitlin whipped around at the noise just in time to see Jinx shoot the ground between them with a specialized shell. The detonation was deafening, and it filled the air with a cloud of choking blue smoke and metal chaff. Lux's malleable little skeleton key worked perfectly, fitting to each unique lock on her manacles and opening them with ease. Jinx could hear Caitlin trying and failing to raise the alarm as she coughed and choked, and her lips stretched to a rictus grin as she closed her eyes and bolted forward. Jinx's sensitive ears picked out the locations of her jailers easily in the murk of the cloud. Caitlin went down first as Jinx planted her metal arm into her diaphragm. The sheriff of Piltover folded over Jinx and then crumpled like a broken doll. The armored Demacians went next. They were coughing and choking and clanking and clacking, and it was laughably easy to put them on the floor. A few cracked kneecaps here and a couple of broken legs there, and she was home free. With a roll of her shoulder, Jinx reloaded her arm. She had three more shells left, and only the last one was lethal. The others would buy her time and cover to get to her weapons. And that meant she had to move and fast. She hesitated briefly, though, just a moment, to look back towards where she knew Caitlin lay. She could kill her right then and there. It would be easy. Snap of the neck and it would be done. Old her would have. Now, though... Now her mind was a little clearer, and it was connecting the dots. Caitlin was married to Vi, and Vi was her sister. That made Caitlin her sister, too, whether she liked it or not. If she killed Caitlin, Vi would cry, but more importantly. Jinx snorted softly as she left Caitlin where she lay. Lux wouldn't like it. Lux wanted to hurt them. Jinx understood why. But this wasn't something Jinx was willing to budge on. It felt too... important. She didn't want to kill them anymore. Either of them. Even if they wanted to kill her, even if they were willing to do terrible things to her, they still hadn't. 
Vi had let her live and taken her in. Even back at the dam, Vi had still tried to save her. Even Caitlin had locked Jinx up, despite the fact that almost anyone else would have and probably should have put a bullet between her eyes. I'm not going to kill my family anymore, Jinx promised herself softly, no matter what. Lux grinned as explosions sounded off down the hall, right on time. Taking a deep breath, she slipped her hood back, mussed her hair a little, and slapped her cheeks a few times to make it look like she'd just sprinted down the hall, then counted down twenty seconds before bolting around the corner at full chat. The two illuminators immediately went tense, then relaxed as they registered Lux's identity. Operative, one of them said in a deep baritone. What was that? A prisoner has gotten loose, Lux reported sharply as she came to a halt in front of them. We think she may be intending a prison break, but it's hard to say. Have there been any suspicious activities around that prisoner since my last visit? Now, ma'am, the other illuminator said, but I agree it seems suspicious with all the destruction and now this. Lux struggled to keep her face straight as she nodded. For obvious reasons, I wasn't permitted to enter Block 4 with my blade, so as embarrassing as this is to ask, she said before holding out a hand, may I trouble one of you for your gladius so I can finish the fight? The Illuminator shared a look. Then the one with the deeper voice chuckled, before looking back to her and nodding. He transferred his glaive to his other hand before reaching to his belt and loosening the cord that kept his scabbard secure, pulling it free and holding it out. That's a family weapon, lady. So I expect you'll take excellent care of it, he said. Lux favored him with a beatific smile. Absolutely, she said as she accepted the weapon with reverence, gripped the hilt, pulled it free, and hefted it. The balance is beautiful. It belonged to my older brother, protector keepers, so, the Eliminator said solemnly. Nodding, Lux faced him with a softened smile as she said, Worry not. I swear to you that I shall return your blade to you without fail. Thank you. Lux darted inside his reach, thrust the tip up beneath his helm through his chin, and brained him with his brother's sword. He was dead in an instant, and the other illuminator stared for a lethal moment of shock as Lux adjusted her grip and used the stuck blade as a lever to throw the corpse of the man's companion into him. Lux ripped the blade free as the two guards crashed together, and she leapt forward before the living one had time to recover and rammed the blade into his left eye. He went slack and slumped into cold death as Lux pulled the blade free before turning to the first one. Flipping the blade tipped down and ramming it into his back. See, she said, smiling wide, I returned it. Ultimately, Jinx's presence hadn't upended her plans too much. Everything was still going to fall into line. In fact, Jinx's explosive distraction made this part significantly easier than it would have originally been, since the usual patrols in this area had all been diverted towards the wing where Jinx was currently causing havoc. Taking the keys, she opened up the first door and sprinted down the hall, then fitted the lock to the second door and pushed it open. It's time! she called. Two days ago. We need to have a chat, Silas of Dregborn. 
Silas sat up from where he had been lounging against the wall of his cell with an expression of wry interest. He had a roguishness to him that might have been attractive if he'd been more clean-cut and a gleam of waggish humor in his eyes. For a mage he was exceptionally fit, but then again Luck supposed that he had very little else to do in his cell but press-ups and the other odd exercises that the length of his chains allowed him. It was likely the only way he was able to exhaust himself enough to sleep. Thick, heavy petrocyte manacles were wrapped around his forearms, and the chains were just as impressive. Each link was sharp, and the metal loops were at least the width of her fist. The fact that he could move at all while wearing those things was a testament to his physical strength. That was good. He would need that strength if her plan was going to come to fruition. What chat? Silas asked. If you're not here to put me to the question, then why bother me? Unless you have some particularly depraved tastes. It's always the polite-looking ones that do, in my experience. Lux twisted her lips in disgust. Proposition me again and I'll reconsider the offer, she said flatly. Besides, I'm happily married, so no, Silas of Dragborn, I'm not here to torture you or to indulge your childish fantasies, I'm here to ensure that by this time next week you will have plunged Demacia into civil war. Whatever he was expecting her to say, it clearly wasn't that. One eyebrow crooked skyward. Then a moment later he began to laugh. He laughed long and low as he shook his head. You mage seekers must think I'm incredibly dense, he said. What? Did you run out of reasons to hold me, and now you want some convoluted excuse to execute me? You could just behead me, though, you know. While I appreciate your skepticism, this isn't a joke or a ruse, Lux said. In a few days I'm going to betray Demacia and defect to Zahn, and not long after that, Zahn and Piltilver are going to go to war. She stepped closer to the bars and crossed her arms. Demacia currently has a complex web of defensive and military treaties with Piltover, and I want you to ensure that they're too busy putting down a rebellion to give any meaningful aid to their ally. He stared at her for a long moment, his hooded eyes calculating and grim. His smile faded, and when he did speak, it was only to say, You're completely insane, aren't you? Perhaps, she admitted. But insanity does not preclude competence, and besides, I've already set things up for my exit. If you're insane, then why would I work with you? Silas asked. You won't be, Lux said. I don't trust you any more than you trust me. All I'm going to do is let you out, and after that, you'll do what you do best. Snorting softly, Silas cocked his head and asked, What's stopping me from discarpering? A sense of gratitude? No, just your own nature, Mr. Silas, Lux replied, and he wanted a harsh bark of laughter before giving her a fair-enough nod. Well, as amusing as this has been, I don't see how you can make good on your promise, Silas continued. They didn't give you the key to my cell, and even if they had, the key to my chains aren't even kept on sight. You can't free me. Lux rolled her eyes. Do you really think I'd have come here just to waste both of our times? she asked. I can free you. All I'm asking is that you allow me to. You don't need to trust me. You don't need to follow me. You just need to wait for my signal and then break out. Do we have an accord? 
This was the tipping point. Silas of Dregborn was many things, but he was not stupid. The Radiant had him listed as one of the most dangerous individuals in Block 4 for a reason. He was powerful, charismatic, and intelligent. His rebel mages were still a thorn in the Radiant's side even years after his capture, and only the threat of turning him into a martyr had left him alive. That, and so long as he was alive, the Rebellion would lack a clear leader since anyone attempting to step into his position before he was dead would be seen as a usurper. Besides, it wasn't as though the Radiant had ever conceived that he might actually escape. You really are mad, aren't you? Silas asked. How do you intend to free me? With this. Lux held up a light-forged copy of Silas's interior cell key, which they had not given her. The key's pattern was too complex for one of her skeleton keys to mold to. They couldn't risk anything but a completely unique lock for someone so dangerous. Fortunately, Lux's eidetic memory served her well in that regard, since she was already used to memorizing complex information at a glance. A light mage, he whispered. Not bad. But that little light won't open these shackles. You'd do well to stop underestimating me, Lux said. I'm getting that impression, yes, he admitted. Fine, we have an accord. Lux flashed a smile and Silas winced. Dear protector, is that what your smile looks like when you're not faking it? For the first time, Silas actually caught her off her guard, and Lux's expression faltered. Yes, she said cautiously. Why, what's wrong with it? Well, it's just, he chuckled, then said, you smile like someone who's heard of smiling and maybe even seen a poor drawing of a smile once or twice, but didn't really get the gist. How do you mean? she asked, feeling oddly self-conscious. You smile like you're thinking about eating my skin, he said. A flush washed over her cheeks. That couldn't be right. Jinx liked to sm Oh. Lux pressed her lips to a thin line as she fitted the key to his cell and opened it with a dull clunk. As grating as it was, she was forced to admit that he might have a point. Jinx probably wasn't the best bar for normal smiles. Stepping inside, Lux palmed the key away and gestured for Silas to move out of the way. He did so, bemusedly, as she made her way over to where his chains were bolted into the wall. His cell was approximately sixty percent petrocyte. That meant that magic was all but disabled within a few steps of the inner cell. Even outside of the cell, she had been able to feel the difference. It had taken nearly ten times the usual amount of mana to make her false key solid enough to use. Those chains are alloyed steel, little light, Silas said with a small laugh. And in here your magic is useless. I'm aware. Lux said as she knelt beside him and pulled out her focus rod. Tell me, Silas, have you ever been to Zorn? I can't say I've had the pleasure. There's a place called the Old Lanes, where the pilt flows particularly septic, Lux continued as she began fiddling with her staff's base. It's near the ruins of a cannery, where the reckless dumping of toxic runoff from Piltover has turned the water so toxic that iron corrodes almost on contact. Steel lasts a little longer, but not by much. She popped the base of her rod free, shook it lightly. 
and a crystal vial fell into her hand. She unscrewed the top and began pouring small measures of it onto the chains. And already she could see spots of discoloration growing. Once I leave, don't jostle your chains too much, Lux continued. The water will do its work. She moved to the next section of chain and poured out more of the water. And by the time I give the signal, these links will be as brittle as rotten wood. The vial was empty when she stood, and she slipped it back into the hidden compartment in her rod, which she then sealed before turning to Silas, who was looking at her with more respect. I'm beginning to think you ought to have led the mage rebellion little light, Silas said wryly. I've spent too long hunting them for them to ever trust me, Lux replied. They deserve a chance at freedom, though, and I know you'll give it to them, even if only to satisfy your own ego. You're a cruel woman, you know that, Silas said. So I've been told. Lux flashed a smile at him again, and again he winced. Truly, that smile is an awful thing, he said. Well, my wife likes it, Lux said as she stepped back out of the cell and closed it. The lock fell automatically into place. When you next hear my voice, break your chains. Understood? Silas of Dregborn gave her a leonine grin that was full of teeth as he nodded. The last piece was in place on her board. It was almost time for the game to begin. Present Day The sound of rotten metal rending apart split the air as Silas tore himself free of the wall. At the same time, Lux tossed the keyring at him, and he snatched it out of the air while flashing that roguish grin of his. My thanks, little light, he crowed. Just live up to your end of the bargain, she replied before turning on her heel and bolting away. If Jinx wasn't enough chaos, then Silas would double it over. Demacia might never recover from this night, and frankly, that was fine with Lux. They had caused enough pain and damage with their aggressive policies and violent suppression of their own people. If the nobility of the kingdom wanted to keep their heads attached to their necks, they would do well to rethink a lot of those traditions. More explosions sounded from down the hall, and mixed in with them was the chatter of gunfire. Jinx had clearly laid hands on her weapons, and that thought made Lux smile even wider. It was almost time to let all the masks drop just a little bit longer. Originally, Lux had been intending to flee by hijacking a departing airship that had been scheduled to leave in an hour's time. That was obviously no longer an option, since Jinx had so casually obliterated the tower berth of High Silvermere. That meant that Jinx had to have planned a different escape route, and Lux had no doubt that that plan included her. Finally clear of the anti-mage wing of Block 4, Lux let her mana bleed out across her body, cloaking her, and prepared to cut her way out of the complex. Jinx would be out soon enough if she wasn't there already. All Lux had to do was wait. Just a little bit longer. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character... Get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. 
And finally, as always, thank you for listening.